Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, the 11th of March, and today we're going to talk about the continuing mask insanity that is happening on our airplanes. Today I've got two flight attendants in the studio with me today, and we're going to have a no-holds-barred discussion about what's happening and what needs to change. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in today. So many things happening in the news as you guys are watching uh, the mask mandates lifting ever so slowly because, you know, science, that's happening around the country. I saw a big bin outside of several of the congressional offices in Washington, D.C. a couple of days ago that had the big mask mandate signs in them, and apparently they're being put into storage so that, you know, they can pull them out whenever they feel like it and make you wear that filthy face diaper, which we all know doesn't do a blessed thing to protect you from COVID. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of headlines swirling around the mandates as they're being lifted. And one of the most intriguing ones to me as a, a person who is a diamond medallion with Delta, if you guys don't know what that means, it means I fly a lot. It means I fly for work. It means I've been flying for years and years. Uh, and I got, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles underneath my belt. I used to actually like flying and I don't like it anymore. It's not fun. And people don't talk to each other. Uh, there's so much tension on the airplanes that you can feel it. It's palpable when you board uh, the planes. It really, the flight attendants, like being, as I said to you guys, you know, months ago, it's kind of like being in the hospital when you have a baby. You know, uh, the, the nurses make or break that experience for you, right? It's not the doctors, typically. It's the nurses. They're the ones who are there with you the whole time. Well, it's the same thing uh, on the airlines, right? The flight attendants really can make or break an experience. And I have been yelled at. I have had, I had a flight attendant wake me up when I was sleeping and tell me that uh, if she had to wake me up again, they were going to kick me off of the airplane. I was like, oh, no, no, no. You wake me up again. I'm going to kick you off the airplane, right? So a lot of frustration. Uh, you've heard Rick Green talk with me about this. Well, we know now that the federal government uh, who apparently have assumed the authority now to be your doctor and the chief administrator of all of your health practices has decided that the federal mask mandate is going to be lifted, except for the TSA has decided, no, they're going to make it go at least one more month on the airlines because science right? Is it science? I don't know. I've got two guests in the studio with me today. Uh, my friend Jen and her friend Renee, both flight attendants with a couple of major airlines, and we're going to tackle this thing head on. Hey, welcome to the studio. So good to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you're very welcome. Renee, thank you for coming in uh, via phone today. So I got I got you both here in different ways. Thank you. So I'm going to start with you, Jen, because you've been in the airline industry for a long time. So tell everybody a little bit about your history with the airlines so that we understand, you know, you didn't just sign up during the pandemic. You've been in this a long time. Long time. Um, I actually started with my first airline when I was 19 years old. Wow. And I knew when I was 11 years old, I wanted to be a flight attendant. <laughs> and so <laughs> you watch the Pan Am movies. That's what happened. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But no, it was always like so glamorous to me and traveling and being nice to people. That was my big thing is yeah. being nice to people. That's yeah. why I signed up for this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the travel, too, is pretty great. But. Yeah, yeah. And so you, uh, you've you been doing this for a long time, and you've mm-hmm. seen some changes, but nothing like what's happened in the last two years. Have you ever, in, in your wildest dreams, ever think this would happen? No. And I thought, there's just no way. I remember when they started kind of slowly implementing it, saying, 
oh, masks are optional. I'm like, great, I'm not going to wear one. Right, right. <laughs> and then it gradually became masks are required. And I was like, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. This is not, well, this is not America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, this isn't what I signed up for. Right, right. And now we've seen, you know, a lot of the major airlines uh, given given their uh, employees a terrible time over the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to come back to in a minute. Renee, how long have you been a flight attendant? I have been a flight attendant since the beginning of 2017. I was, I retired from being a letter carrier. So I had a very physical job. Now you're a people carrier. (laughs) Yes. Now I'm a people carrier. (laughs) I was a couple other flight attendants kept encouraging me. This would be perfect. You need to do this job. And so I did. And even so that short period of time, it has changed so much. Yeah. I, you can't be who you want to be because we're masked. Yeah, it's really true. I saw when you walk into uh, PDX, the big signs in the airport say, you know, keep your mask on. We can still see you smile. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> the mask literally <laughs> covers up your smile. It's a part so, of the lie. Right, right, right. It's just part of the lie, right? It and is. Uh, And it's really hurt us. So I'd like to, um, Renee, I'll start with you on this one. I'd like to know, since you've seen these mandates come down, how has it changed the atmosphere uh, in the airports and the atmosphere on planes? Have you witnessed anything that you were like, wow, I never thought I'd see that happen? Yes. Um, people are are more hostile, not really to me because I'm pretty easygoing, but there can be hostile to each other because one person thinks it's good, another person thinks it's bad. Mm-hmm. So it's almost that this mask mandate has made each other at war with with us. The, as far as the crews go, we're also at war. Either you're for it, you're against it. There's the paranoid. There's the, like me, I live in North Idaho. We never really were mandated to wear masks. Yeah. Certain stores Lucky you. <laughs> did. I know. So, and, and actually, I worked, I lived in San Diego, but when all of this happened, I bailed and went back to where my family lives mm-hmm. in North Idaho. Mm-hmm. So I never thought I would run so fast from Southern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's just unbelievable. I know that for the air, for our airlines right now during the demo, you know, with the oxygen and all that, they slipped in without really letting us know that you could take your mask off for that. So I've been doing that for the past month, and I have to say I have a huge difference in people. Mm-hmm. One, I have everyone's attention. I think they're all in shock. You know, they're just <laughs> they saw they saw me. the face of a human being. We don't even know what to do anymore. Yes. Yeah. And I try to smile even more so. I know I make a better connection with the children, mm-hmm. and I just make a connection with people. I think I put them more at ease. Because they feel that I'm not going to be the one that attacks them. And I like that. So I take it off during the whole demo. If they ask me, I tell them we have the choice. Some do, some don't. And uh, I choose not to. Mm-hmm. So I, when, once I started doing that, I did see a huge difference in the way I was treated on the plane. Mm-hmm. Not that I really... I'm going to be honest. I haven't really had any bad incidents with people throwing a fit. Mm -hmm. I can usually reason and Mm -hmm. let them know, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I just have to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And um, there, but I'm going to be honest. It's more the other employees when they Mm -hmm. have different views. And I'm not, I am not going to attack children or elderly people. I'm not going to bully a child mm-hmm. or a parent that's doing the best that they can do. Right, right. 
Yeah. So important. And, and truly, I mean, and I, I, I will get to this, I think, more toward the end of the show today. But I want to hear from you guys how people who, like me, who have to fly, how can we make this the easiest, you know, get through this, get over it. You know, I've had a lot of people say, well, you must not really believe what you say since you're still getting on an airplane. And I, I always answer and say, um, tell me that you don't fly for a living without telling me that you don't fly for a living. Like, right. there's some of us just have to get on airplanes, like, <laughs> yes. you know, because if I didn't have to, believe me right now, I I wouldn't. But you've been doing this for a long time, Jen, mm-hmm. and I would imagine that what's happened in the last year has been heartbreaking last two years for you because it seems to me like a joy sucker right just take the joy right out of your job oh yeah and I I used to pick up extra hours I used to pick up extra trips to help the company to help employees out I don't go to work extra I don't do any extra work I'm like nope I just work my Mm -hmm. schedule and that's it Mm -hmm. you know um They've really taken the joy out of Mm -hmm. what I love doing. And I like being nice to people. I go to work and be nice to people. That's my job. I do some safety stuff, too. Mm -hmm. I'm trained in that. But, you know, I like to be nice to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this this has really pitted, I think, flight attendants against uh, passengers in many, many instances. My favorite uh, flight that I've had in the last couple of years was a flight attendant. And she saw that I was struggling with the mask. I, I have a visceral reaction to that thing. I hate it. It makes me so angry. So I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm, you know, eating, I'm on my 500th pistachio, you know, and I'm like, I'll take another, I'll take another Diet Coke, you know, and sitting there and just trying to, to get past it. And one lady at one point, she came up to me and she goes, I just want you to know, I think this is as stupid as you do. And she just kept right on walking. She didn't say, you know, get your, put your mask up after you take a sip of your coffee or whatever. She just said she could see that I was struggling with it. And instead of saying, hey, you know put your mask on. She said, I think this is as stupid as you do. And I think that helps. But I would imagine you guys are in a bad spot because you don't know how a person feels about a mask, right? right. So, and there's no way for, for you to know. Have you seen any of the, have you seen people wear masks with statements on them? Do you see that very often? Oh yeah. I see that a lot. Um, I see the, you know, let's go Brandon ones. <laughs> those are, those are my favorite. <laughs> um, usually I will buy someone a drink if they're I, wearing that. I just, love it. I, I want to show my support, let them know that you know, kindred spirits there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, yes, I see yeah. it. I just smile at them like, hmm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mask that uh, I always tell people if you're gonna if you're gonna wear a mask and you hate it, at least wear a mask that demeans the mask, right? right? So my favorite one is a picture of a sheep, and the sheep is wearing a mask, and either you get it or you don't get it, right? <laughs> and this flight attendant came to me one time, and she goes, "I love sheep," and that's all she said, and I was like, "Wow, wow!" <laughs> I can't really, but I'm just trying to sort of, um, I guess, bring it down a little bit so it doesn't feel. So tense. But you you and I, Jen, were talking about this right before we came. Airplanes are actually really safe and really, really clean. clean. I mean, yes. you could you could probably do, you know, take out an appendix in an airplane if you had to. These places are, you know, super sanitized. They've got HEPA filters galore. What do you guys say? I'll start with you, uh, Renee. What do you guys say about uh, people saying, well, there's all this recirculated germy air in airplanes? Well, they have the, the vent and the HEPA filters and it's clean. Um but way before all of this, I think, I think you just have a chance of getting a cold if someone's behind you coughing. I always take the air vent, blow one behind me, one in front of me if I have someone not next to me. Yeah. But, I mean, colds, and, I mean, there are far many more things you can catch on a plane, like TB, chicken pox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't go to Walmart. Pox. You're going to get yourself a virus. 
don't don't touch the grocery cart. <laughs> I, I'm not sure other than what are they trying to sell? There's far mm -hmm. worse. I mean, there's the AIDS epidemic, mm -hmm. epidemic, uh, HIV. There's so many things you can catch anywhere. Mm -hmm. Why the emphasis? But we do have a better uh, air filtering system. I will tell you, I've never when, when flight attendants tell me since I wore the mask, I've never been sick. And I say, I've never been sick during, before, during, and, and now I guess I just wash my hands more than you. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure what to say. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I take vitamins and I just try to wash my hands. Look I'm at that. Health doesn't come from a mask and a needle. That is no, and, and an agenda. Right, right, right. <laughs> And hand sanitizer. They are just, they're just killing themselves. That will start eating my hand. Yeah. I use hand sanitizer to clean the sticky floor on a plane mm -hmm. and it strips all of that off. So imagine what it does to your hands. Wow. I, it gets into I, your body. I just, mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, I use soap and water mm -hmm. and I usually bring my own soap. <laughs> but um, Flight attendant secrets. <laughs> bring yes, your own soap. I, well, just because it's so harsh, everything. Yeah. So even if I, in the hotels, they give us little things of shampoo. So I'll carry it out in my pocket and mm -hmm. just use a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's just so fear driven. Mm -hmm. uh, I, You know, take good care of yourself and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm finding also it's taking away from our other safety duties. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody hitting a call light uh, about six times during the flight uh, from D.C. And... Uh, they kept telling me that they wanted me to make sure that the gentleman behind them was wearing his mask. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, you couldn't. I could not hide my eye rolling on that. But yeah. um, I was like, I, I go, what's what's the emergency? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we don't think he's wearing his mask enough. And I said, well, he's wearing his mask now, so you're yeah. good. Yeah, working for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys, I mean, you're you're just in you're in an impossible situation right now. Right. But you, we were talking before the show that you're you guys are wanting them to do oxygen studies, right? And yes. I want I want to talk about this a little bit because a lot of people don't know this is going on. Yeah. Tell us what it is and why it's important that people know what what's going on. Renee, I'm gonna let you take the lead on that one because I just got into it. All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. Okay. Well, the oxygen mask study that we're doing, it's uh, doctors are studying it. We have, this is, this is for all airlines that, that are doing this study. So for example, normal levels for people are 95 to 100. That's, that's the normal. However, anything below three to 4% less is very significant in oxygen lossage. And in, in fact, they start watching with the COVID patients when they start getting down to like 92. Mm -hmm. So when I don't wear a mask, my normal is 98 to 100 on the ground. When I'm in the air with no mask, it's 95 to 97. So being in the air, 
it, it does affect mm -hmm. it in general. When I wear a cloth mask in the air, 35,000 feet, it goes down to 91 to 94 when I'm just um, not doing anything. If I put on an N95 mask it, on, the, on the ground, not doing anything, it goes to 89 to 90. And when I'm in the air at 35,000 feet, it drops to 85 to 89. What? That's hospital level. That is crazy. Yes, and that's N95. Anything below 90, you should start getting oxygen. So the studies have been showing that's about the same. The same thing for your pulse. Your pulse starts going up. So for my age, you know, the resting pulse, you know, it's like about 68. But it starts going up when I start getting deprived with oxygen. And the longer I'm in the air deprived with a mask, it just keeps going up and up and up. It'll get up to like 91, which isn't, you know, wow. where it should be. Wow. So uh, like to this morning, I took it right before we started this and mine was 72, but that's because I had two cups of coffee. <laughs> so, and my oxygen was 98. So, but it does go up and, and, um, if people like carry those little meters, they're not very expensive. You can get them for like 20 bucks. And, and there is a huge, when I say huge, three to 4% is huge versus just sitting there. Um, the type of mask you're wearing, and I don't wear those fiber ones. I just feel like I'm inhaling fiber. Yeah, so yeah. I usually use a cloth. I don't use the N95 at all because I can't breathe mm -hmm. and my oxygen level goes down so far. I'm amazed but at the people I, on airplanes that I'm seeing with triple masks. Oh, they it's identify odd. themselves. It's okay. It's shocking to me. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I saw a lady with gloves. I mean, this wasn't recent. This is probably six months ago, but gloves, triple mask, a face shield, goggles, the whole thing. And I'm like, we have scared the living daylights out of people. The media has. It, yeah. Fauci has. It is true. Now, I do want to add, uh, my son, who is 34 now, he had leukemia when he was four. And, you know, immediately you get all get scared. Right. So should we keep him away from people? Do we need to wear masks? Does he need to wear masks? And the doctor said, don't be doing that. We'll mm -hmm. deal with things as they come. If you muzzle him, mask him, don't let him go in the public, you will damage him mentally for the rest of his life. Let him live his life. We want him in kindergarten. We want him to go to school. We want him to go have fun and enjoy his life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he isn't damaged for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And so this is what's happening to all the children out there. Their parents or, or the rules, the laws, the schools, they're all damaging their children. I know personally several people whose children are now like germ. Germophobes, yeah. Yeah, it's really true. And I was thinking about what you guys were saying, because uh, Jen, at the beginning of this thing, when they started mandating masks, and I was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Like, We're not doing it at the Homeschool Resource Center. I'm not mm -hmm. doing it. I'm not going to normalize the abnormal for children. The, the children were my main concern here. But we conducted a mask uh, test of our own with the staff, and I, I got a pulse oximeter. And we had, um, when people came in, I took their resting a pulse rate and then I took their, uh, what their, what their, uh, oxygen saturation level was. Then we put a mask on them for an hour and then we tested it again and they always dropped down into the low nineties. There so was bad. hardly anybody. It never occurred to me that what happens when you get up into the air. 
Well, we already we're already at less oxygen anyway. Yeah, you know, cabin altitude is seven thousand feet, so it's harder to breathe at seven thousand feet. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that doing to our bodies? It takes me a whole day to recover after I've flown across the country Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I've been in the mask the whole time. Right, right. As much as I can. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, don't tell anyone, but I wear a mask that's not really a mask. I mean, I wear a mask that's so not masky that... You know, and you know, what's funny. I've gotten in trouble for it, I think, four or five times. And, you know, it's usually when I'm if I have to board a plane from outside and the sun hits it mm-hmm. and you can look through it and a flight attendant will jump away from me and go, oh, my goodness, is that, a, you know, is that a mesh mask? And I'm like, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, you know, mm-hmm. here you go. Put a real one on. And then I'm annoyed for the rest of the flight. But as a general rule, I wear a very, very thin fabric mask. Are you guys seeing more of that? Well, I, that's what I wear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's dark, and so yeah. you can't tell. I don't, I don't see anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I would never say anything to anybody. I'm like, oh, they're compliant. Cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. You got the. You I, got I will the thing tell on you when when you first get on when they start doing these um, little whatever they're letting you know the ones who beat you to death with the mask policy because I just read the script. I say it mm-hmm. only when I have to. But the ones who just beat you to death with it and emphasize it, those those are the flights you need to be a little more cautious on, mm-hmm. at least from that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you get back there and see my mask off, you know that I'm just right. I, I'm not. I'm just not going to be that person. They're not going to turn me into that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is not who I am, and I will not allow them to do that to me. So talk to the people who, I mean, summer's coming up or gas mm-hmm. prices. Are, I mean, I'm imagining fares are going to start going up. They are. They're they're already hiking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what are we looking at? Gas is over $5 a gallon right here now in yeah. the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and so that's ruining a lot of people's vacation plans. If you got a motorhome like I do right now, you're like, well, guess we'll be driving that down to Walmart and parking it and camping it there. You know, uh, <laughs> guess we're not going to, guess we're not going to Mossy Rock this time, <laughs> but we're going to start to see uh, inflation, you mm-hmm. know, which all of these policies you can tra- you can literally trace them back to the left now, right? I mean, the the they Democrats are ruining the country; they can't hide, right? So it's affecting everybody. But there's still going to be people that have to fly for like me for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Uh, what are your your best like flight survival? Because if these guys have so that now it's the TSA, and you just said was it the the president of the FAA was just like the whole world needs to be vaccinated. Oh no, that's our that's our union president. Oh, your F- union, but we our love union. the unions. Oh, yeah, good. they represent fifty thousand um, flight attendants at seventeen different airlines. Are you guys and forced to be in the union? Do they make you be in the union? We're not forced, but, but kind of. We we're strong armed well, into it. Yeah, like the teachers get well, strong armed into it. it it's not a closed shop where you have to be in it, right. but you do have to pay a percentage of the dues. But they make it so difficult for you to figure out how you can pay the minimum that most don't. Wow. But yeah. essentially, it's closed, but they have a little gap in there that they won't tell you how to get out of it. There's a but there are certain portions you have to pay. Wow. That's so special. Oh yeah. So like you're so you're the head she, of your union said what? Because oh, I want everyone to hear this. Oh yeah, she said in December. I just read this in an article yesterday that um, until we have world vaccination, <laughs> that she's looking out for the health and safety and well being of our crews, and so that we need to keep wearing the mask. Are you so glad she's looking out for your I'm health so and your well being? Yes. Yes. Is she my doctor. Bless now? her. Oh yeah. yeah. My yeah. goodness. Amazing. World's on its head. Okay, so what are your best travel tips for people who are going to have to get on planes no matter what? 
um, bring a water bottle and just keep mm-hmm. it keep it open and take sips. If, you know, if you see people looking at you, you know, take more sips. I guess right, right, right. <laughs> and then, pistachios. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, trail mix is great. Um, yeah, yeah. But also too, yeah. Uh, like R- Renee said, that if the flight attendants are making a lot of PAs about like mask, 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 then you know uh, you've got you know a crazy got, crew. Might not be the best crew. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I worked a flight cross country, and all four flight attendants we uh, we agreed that we were going to loosely follow the mask policy, mm-hmm. and we weren't going to tell anybody to put a mask on. Half the airplane wore a mask, half didn't, and nobody said anything. Oh my goodness! And it was amazing. I wish I'd have been on that flight. It was beautiful, and and guess what? We all left happy. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Yes, it yeah. was a beautiful day. We went out to dinner the other night in Camas for my birthday, and all of my kids were there, and. Uh, my son had remarked to me afterwards, it was so nice because there were two restaurants that we went to in Camas and nobody was wearing a mask, not the people behind the counters, because they're going to lift it magically uh, today, actually. Oh, magically yeah. today, uh, COVID because goes away. science, you know, COVID's going away. And actually, I'm going to a mask burning party tonight. Awesome. And the, all the logs have been soaked in hand sanitizer. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> so we're having a mask burning party. But I thought what my son's observation was was totally correct. He's like, you don't realize how much we need to see human beings. We need to see faces. The mask is doing, I think, irreversible damage to a lot of kids, especially oh, yeah. turning people, like Renee rightly pointed out, into germaphobes and people who are afraid of their own shadow and afraid of the air that they breathe. And in the meantime, uh, we're watching this con- this continuing scenario play out uh, on the airlines. But it's encouraging for me to talk to you guys and hear there are flight attendants who There's are not insane. There's a lot insane. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you've met my grandbaby when, uh, yes. if I put a mask Quinn. on around her, yeah, she will uh, reach up and just pull it down. Yeah, <laughs> and she I'm knows. Like, she she gets it. You know, she wants to see our faces. Yeah, she knows but, what's up. Yeah. yeah. So you guys think this is going to go on, Renee, for another month at least, it sounds like? It sounds like it's another month, even though our higher ups are saying we're trying to get it ended. And I did contact our union in Washington, D.C. They're in denial that they're not pushing it. They sent out emails to people who called them on it. I spoke to them personally because I I knew who was calling me back. So I answered my phone. So they're in denial, but you don't know what they're doing behind. They're just, you know, trying to... Get me to shut up, apparently. Yeah. Well, don't but, shut up. The um, rest of us are like, please, why can't they make it optional? Like that's, you know, be. if your mask protects you, then why can't we we make it optional? Right. You know? Yeah, it should be a right. personal choice. Yeah. Just, just like the vaccine. It should yeah. just be a personal choice. Yeah. I don't tell you what to it's put in your body. It's a freedom issue. It is. Yeah. It's a control. Yeah. Absolutely true. I, I will tell you that I'm not vaccinated. And I can't tell you. I, there's been three, four flights where I got that email, mm-hmm. your crew, someone on your crew or several people on your crew now have COVID. I'm like, how can they be vaccinated and have COVID <laughs> when I've had nothing and I didn't get COVID? Right. They really had to focus on washing their hands more often, I guess. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure, but I have never got it. I I just take good care of myself. So well, or, you know, if you get the vaccine, you're going to get Krispy Kreme donuts every week for free because that's going to help with the obesity rate and the health of the oh, overall general yeah. health of the American population, which apparently our government cares very deeply about. Oh, definitely. They're very concerned. Mm-hmm. So we we are, you know, I appreciate that about our, so our government. So let's give those people burger, fries and donuts to celebrate their that's right. shot. <laughs> that's right. Well, We're going to celebrate. The last time I got COVID, I've had it twice. Yeah. The last time I got it, I only had it for five days. 
Um, my daughter is grateful that my grandbaby got it. She got it for one day. That was mm -hmm. it. But um, it wasn't so bad. And I got it from a fully vaccinated person. And she yeah. was sick for 10 days. Yeah. So it's they're fooling us. It's interesting. You know, I've been doing this thing called the COVID Chronicles here at the show for a long time. And uh, we'll wrap it up because we're pretty much out of time. Uh, but I... Uh, I talked to my doctor, not my doctor. So one of the doctors that I see, super great guy. He's been in practice for a long time. And he said to me that he was forced to get the vaccine in order to keep working. And about four days after he got that vaccine, he started experiencing paralysis in his shoulders mm -hmm. and all manner. He said, I have not been healthy since I got that vaccine. And he said he thinks what's happening is they're injecting the spike protein. And if it hits, if it gets in your muscle tissue, you may or may not be okay. But if it gets into the bloodstream, you know, he's like, and we're not, we're not aspirating. We're not figuring out, oh, hey, this went directly into your, into your bloodstream. He said, it's like having shards of glass floating around inside your blood. And so he's on a medication now. He said it's, it's the same medication that they treat patients with bone cancer just so he can continue working. And he's like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to if I'm ever going to be the same again. And I told him well, when this is over, I hope people go to prison for this. It's crazy. Okay, absolutely. Do you know they told us we would all be fired if we didn't get the vaccine? Right. I know I was saying, how'd I'm you guys get there. around that? How'd you get around because that? Because that was a it was a lie. And there was Ooh, so many lie. that didn't. Then they said you have to be have a medical or religious exemption. Mm -hmm. Then then those people were okay. The rest of you are gonna get fired. Those people did nothing, and they still work for us. Then they said they were going to just test the unvaccinated before flights every week, and then the vaccinated started getting COVID so bad they had to throw that in the trash. So now, basically, it's nothing. Wow. They didn't do anything. So all of those people who got vaccinated that didn't want to get fear. vaccinated, out of fear that they were going to lose their job, yeah. Here we are. I'm still yeah. working. I'm working way more than I want to work. And I said no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shame on these people. I just, you know, the, the arbitrary rules, the forcing of vaccination, all these things. And I think it's going to be generations before we really see the full impact of all this psychologically and physically, particularly as it relates to young children. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm just praying uh, for an end to it and praying for common sense. We need desperately new leadership. Right. I mean, these More are leadership ever. issues from the top down, from the bottom up. We've got leadership issues. We've certainly got them, our, our share of them here in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. as Jen is <laughs> well aware. But we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep uh, fighting for freedom. And I, I always tell people, if you want a thin mask, just wear it. Just wear a fake one. You know, most of the flight attendants are going to you're going to be, you know, you're going to just fine. I mean, and tell your tell your listeners, viewers that. Uh, best thing that they can do really is reach out to their representatives and just say enough is enough. Yeah. I know Rand Paul is leading the charge on that. Yeah. And so reach out to your representatives and say, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they can actually have a voice in all of this, right? right? So somehow we're electing unelected bureaucrats, the CDC, the yes. TSA, the FA, the, what, the FCC, all these people that are just like, you know, the FAA. Come on. The TSA is now a, a doctor organization. Who yeah, knew? Right. Who knew? I did not know that. I'm learning so much in the Rona. It's amazing. <laughs> well, ladies, it's been wonderful right. to have you here and to hear uh, your perspective as flight attendants. We've been talking about COVID, obviously, here at the show now for two and a half years. And I still, I can't believe we're still talking. We're still talking about it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I think freedom is rising. And uh, we've learned a very valuable lesson now. We've learned that uh, when we give power to people, they can, uh, the, you know, we've learned this from history. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's time to rein these guys back in and hopefully make flying fun again. 
Yes. That could be your new hashtag, Jen. Make yes. flying fun, fun again. again. I like that. Yes. <laughs> you know, Renee, let's do it. I, wore, I know. I wore braces so people can see my teeth, and I'm tired of keeping them covered up because I put too much money into them. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally get it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Keep me posted. And yeah, if anything absolutely. changes, uh, I'd love to be able to, uh, to uh, update the audience here. And for those of you who have to fly... Like me, you got to fly. Keep a smile on your face. They're going to lie to you and tell you they can see your smile even with your mask on. But you know what? Pull a smile down. Pull your mask down for a second. Smile. I think we de- we definitely need that human we interaction do. right now. We've never needed as much as we do right now. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. I want to say thank you to you, Jen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, to Renee for coming in from Idaho. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Keep smiling. Take good care of your families. And I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture.